0: This is episode number 273. How can you live an untethered life? With Von Lai Dumont. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you, To help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First, one being an invitation to our upcoming conversation this Friday, which is part of our weekly series called Survive to Thrive Live the Story You Create. What this is, is a series of conversations that take place every single Friday at 10.45am Central Time, hosted through LinkedIn Live and Facebook Live, where we explore the connection between one's inner narrative and the topics of appreciation, resilience, grief, and many other topics. If this is of interest to you, please consider joining us through either of the platforms, LinkedIn Live or Facebook Live, where you'll be able to ask questions and share your insights as it relates to each and every single one of the topics that we choose to explore. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life or has helped you see your world through a different lens, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous Conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Van, welcome to the show. Thank you,
1: Oleg. I'm very happy to be here. After we talked several months ago, and I'm so glad we we're we we're finally getting to sit down and talk again.
0: No, absolutely. I got to thank Scott Mason for making an introduction in between the two of us. He's been he's been exceptional as far as connections go. Because I could say that having met how many many different people by now, he truly is one of a handful that does what he says he's going to do and so if he says he's going to connect you to someone he really does take the time and the energy and the other thing that i'll mention about him is in the introductions it's rarely actually i would say never simple paragraph it's a full-blown what his connection is to this person what his connection is to that person and where this energy is so i just i want to thank him for that and i'll make sure that we even uh cut this clip out and send it to him individually. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I mean, anyone who Scott wants to introduce me to is an enthusiastic yes, because he is so, like you said, intentional and meaningful in his introductions.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're able to connect because I think that the topic that you and I wanted to discuss happens to be the same topic that I'm exploring myself through a book that I'm reading called Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And I read his other book, actually, The uh, Surrender Experiment.
1: Oh, I which was also pretty,
0: um, had a pretty profound impact on myself. But I'm curious, just maybe as a way to kick off this conversation, when you think about this concept of what it means to live in untethered life, what does that actually mean to you? And when did that start to make sense to you in the way that it does today?
1: So that's a, a deep
0: question loaded, a loaded question, loaded <laughs> question.
1: I will tell you the w- the way that word came up for me was at the beginning of this year in 2021 i had joined an, an organization um a a virtual field trip from an organization called creative mornings and there was a woman who runs a a, a watercolor studio called uh, color snack and she was doing a you know, watercolor your word of the year so she asked us ahead of time think of a word that you want to watercolor what is your word of the year and for me being a business owner and entrepreneur growing my business and really trying to put myself out there you know doing more podcasts doing more videos i thought i want to untether myself from any of these you know hidden um or not even hidden like these unconscious or unconscious limitations i put on myself around how i run my business and being more visible so that's where it initially came from so i i got on this call this this field trip and i watercolored untethered in, you know, the word untethered in this watercolor. And I'll share it with you. I don't even have it in front of me. Um, so this is this is what I watercolored, mm. right? This idea of a tether and then becoming untethered from it. So that's where it became. I came, I became aware of what I want to untethered to mean for me. And then fast forward to June 2021, my father passed away. Mm. And in that and at his, his memorial service, his funeral service the priest issued a challenge to all of us he asked um, those left behind to view death as a opportunity and a challenge for us to live a boundless life and to me that word untethered came up again and he asked us to untether ourselves from the fear of the unknown, the comfort of the known, to pursue what he said, like dreams that we've brushed aside, men relationships we've ignored, and move towards a purpose that we have yet to pursue. So it really, for me, had deeper meaning in that moment. And with my father's passing, it really had me reflecting on my father's life and how he lived and how he had to untether himself from so many things you know, we'll probably get into it, but we're Vietnamese refugees, like he was a colonel in the South Vietnamese Air Force who lost everything, including a lot of his family and his country to come here to the United States for a better life for his family. So for me to really look at it in the lens of what did he have to untether himself from to be able to start anew here?
0: Mm -hmm. Do you find that with your own limitations, I mean, where did that even start? What did you first have to kind of breakthrough or understand as far as the limitations you are putting upon yourself. Because I found the same exact thing, and I think this is probably true for many of us as individuals, the number of limitations we set self-impose. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I started to realize that when I started to challenge those assumptions and really get to the core, well, who's actually saying that I can't do this or who's actually saying that I have to live the label that I chose to put upon myself five, 10, 20 years ago, and I realized that at the end of the day, most of those were me. I was the, the creator of that narrative. In your case, did you have a similar experience? And if so, where did you start in, in breaking some of those limitations in order to live this concept of an untethered life?
1: Yeah, and I think for all of us, right, we we grow up and we hear things about ourselves, about our experience. And then we, we create a narrative around that, right? Mm-hmm. We create a story around that. And it was I mean, I think it's been consistent for me in my adulthood, trying to untether myself um, from the ideas that I grew up with. And again, I grew up as a, a Vietnamese um, American coming in be, like between two cultures right at home. My parents were 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 strict. They were Vietnamese. They had a, they still followed Vietnamese culture. And then but I was an American kid. Right. Mm-hmm. So growing up like that and having these these ideas and I mean, it, goes, it runs really deep for me because my dad, um, you know, as a Vietnamese refugee coming to this country, he was very he was very strict and he was very much about security and doing things that that brought security to our lives, not trying new things. And there was a lot of limitations on what I thought was possible in my life. Number, I mean, this go, being a woman, um, have, being an Asian woman, having access, um, having access to role models or lack of access to role models, not seeing people who look like me in the media doing different things. So I think even growing up, there was a lack of of modeling of what I could become. And then within our household, there was this lack of dreaming. Right. There's this lack of dreaming of like you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. There were certainly limitations put on me not out of malice, but out of this idea that we want you to have a secure, safe life. So there was a lot to break free from there. Um, I will tell you, I have a, a business coach who, who talks about this idea, who you know, kind of taught me about this idea of where I started, where I came from, has no, can inform where I go next, but it doesn't limit where I go next. So that really has helped me helped me kind of break free of some of these social norms and limitations that I grew up with.
0: Where did you find that modeling if it wasn't available to you at the beginning with?
1: I think I found, I mean, I mean, now, now in, as a business owner, I don't even know if it was, it's modeling. It's almost with my peers that I found it. Right, for all of us to recognize, wow, this is how we grew up. We grew up with these social norms that said that we can't do this, we have to act this way. And recognizing that those are stories, those are narratives that that were um imparted on us, and then we imbibe them and start start living that way, and recognizing like we don't have to live that way. So so it's been, so it's interesting you say this, so I feel like now there's, there are a lot more, there are more models out there, but for me, I think the, the transition and really working on this untethering has been a, has been a, my, the sources of my peers have been really inspirational to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found the same exact thing to be true for, in my case, I was very fortunate, probably actually through this pandemic to have found a group of people that are more closely aligned to the chapter that I'm trying to create right now, personally meeting people like Scott and so many others really helped me amplify my, my message even more and my confidence and courage and whatever else that's playing at at the core of it all. But I I realized just the importance of the people that I surround myself with, with, and I think if anything else, what I'm starting to understand is that um, the concept, whoever said it, however long ago, that you are the average of the behaviors people, that you yeah. Yeah, that oh. you surround yourself with. Yeah. I, I've realized that it's so true because I do pick up there's something profound about that. When I when I develop enough trust with the individual, I'm more likely to pick up on their behaviors and actually implement those behaviors in my life. Which I think is somewhat tied into what you were talking about. And that's even in situations where you didn't have models available to you, you probably still you had to go off of someone else's behavior to understand that, okay, this is the way that I can move forward, or this is something that I could do in order to create X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah, so, and I think it is like seeing people like, um, you know, I have a friend named Hane Black who has the exact same history as I do. She is a Vietnamese refugee. She left the country the same exact day I did at two years old. Um, So very similar stories. And I see her now she is a uh, you know she's an executive a VP in a in a large tech company and she wrote a book. And to me it's like oh writing a book that didn't seem like something that was possible for me, but to see that she uh, you know she has been able to do it um, gives me that that modeling of this is something that is available to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you find that in your case because I i'm in a similar boat I sometimes get blown away with how far I've come just from the circumstances that I was born into and everything that I'm experiencing now, how do you personally process all of that? I mean, is it still difficult to believe that you're actually here in the? let's say, even in this case, yes, halfway across the, the country or wherever, where, <laughs> wherever, oh, <yeah>. wherever <laughs> but still being able to do this, being able to have a conversation through Zoom where Mm -hmm. once upon a time, this wasn't even probably a possibility that either of us could imagine.
1: Yes. So I do, I do always think about the gratitude and the fact that I get to, right? So when I, so I talk a lot in my work, I talk a lot about following curiosity, asking what if, and then taking small steps to whatever's next for you. And I realize that, you know, this is a, this is a privilege. I think of the way my parents, um, like my just not my parents grew up you know, even with the, the way they grew up when they came to this country they had to follow their curiosity out of necessity and mm-hmm. i get to do it out of um out of pure curiosity out of it's a luxury for me to be able to say well what if i can do this um what if i try try something else because my livelihood my life doesn't depend on it as it did for them so so i do i think i think it's and it's been a struggle for me to really feel like deserving Mm-hmm. Right. That's deserving of where I am, what I'm doing. And I think that's been a limitation for me, too, is is really getting out of this mindset of like, well, um, what I have is good enough because look where I came from. Right. W- where I am is is far more than what my parents have. So I should be satisfied. Um, so untethering myself from those those um, those again, like those those um, self-inflicted boundaries that we put upon ourselves.
0: Can you explain that briefly as far as this concept of curiosity when it comes to survival and then the curiosity when it comes from a form of privilege, maybe? Or Yeah,
1: absolutely. So when I think about this in so my work, I, I, do, I teach people this, I, this concept, this framework of um, creating possibilities for yourself and for others by following your curiosity And then take and asking what if, asking how might I, and then taking small steps towards that curiosity. And that's how you create um, these possibilities again for yourself and for others. And what And it goes back to a story of when we came to the United States, our first home was at Camp Pendleton Marine Base in San Diego. And then we were transferred to a refugee integration center up in Northern California called Hope Village. And it's there that my mom and 19 other Vietnamese women met a Hollywood movie star who was a volunteer at the camp and she helped them you know, followed this curiosity they had around her long red manicured nails. Um, you know, she was there, Tippi Hedren was there to teach these women and find a career for these women. And she had started a program that taught them how to type and how to sew. But there was this curiosity around her beautiful long red manicured nails that the women couldn't let go of. So Tippi decided to take small steps and ask, well, what if? What if we could get them trained as, as licensed manicurists? Um, what if we what if I brought my my manicures up here to teach them how to do a basic manicure? What if I asked the local beauty school if they would take them on as students? And all those what ifs led to them becoming the first 20 Vietnamese manicures in the United States. And that led other immigrants and refugees after them to say, well, what if we got into that career, too? And then what if we started a, you know, our own beauty salons? What if we start our own beauty schools? What if we manufacture our own products? And 46 years later is an $8.3 billion industry. So this idea of following wow. curiosity, asking what if, taking small steps and creating possibilities for yourself and for others that you didn't even see possible. And when I look at their story, it was out of necessity, right? They followed those steps out of necessity. These women needed a job. They needed to do something to have to provide for their families. And then all growing up, I saw that all growing up in my day to day. Um, you know, small things like, um, are, you know, something would break in the house. Uh, and my parents had to get curious out of necessity. Okay. Well, we can't afford to bring in a plumber. So how are we going to use duct tape and some wire <laughs> to fix that? <laughs> and that was like a constant in my household. Okay. Like out of necessity, we need to start thinking. We had to start getting curious and asking, what if we tried this and taking small steps towards whatever that was and. And in hindsight, like that's where I got this framework from. It wasn't something I made up. It was something I saw all growing up. Um, And again, mostly for my parents, because of our position, it it was our position because it was out of necessity for them to follow that curiosity. It wasn't like, oh, I'm curious about doing these amazing things. Let's try it. It was literally because they had to. And and what and now because of their sacrifices, I get to say I get to follow my curiosity because I'm like I like I mentioned, it's a privilege for me to be like, oh, well, why don't I start a business like what if I started a business? What if I took one small step to start a business? Oh, that didn't work. Let me try something else. Like, what if I did? You know, what if I followed this curiosity instead? So that's why I look at it as a privilege, because for me now, it's not be, it's not a necessity that I follow my curiosity. It literally is just for the sake of following curiosity and seeing what else is possible.
0: What role do you think curiosity plays in this concept of an untethered life
1: um i think it plays a big role in it because i think again curiosity when you think about the word curiosity it it leads you down paths that you don't that you haven't walked down that you don't know and it does lead you towards an untethered life because you know, you when you when I look at my picture, I see that little string of the, of un- untethered from the beginning of the word, and it kind of just leads you down this path where you don't know where you're going, and and I mean that's what curiosity does, right? It's like you can just kind of like walk, you're walking down a path, you don't know where it's going to lead, and it takes almost like a mindset of being untethered in two ways. It kind of le- it kind of starts with this 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 concept of being untethered in terms of your mindset, and then it leads you down this path of being untethered in the sense that you don't know where your curiosities are going and it may force you to untether yourself from, from things from your past that no longer serve you.
0: Mm. Yeah, because I've been curious about this concept for a while. And I think for me, one of the questions that I've been trying to explore in, in regard to living an untethered life is how can I become more curious? Mm. How can I become more cur- curious in situations where I don't appear to be as curious
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i found that through that approach at least in the recent years i've developed a significantly greater interest in things around me just the simple things in life the way that i open a door the way that i hold a toothbrush the way that i brush my teeth all these things and there's I, it's almost even difficult to expri- describe in words the experiences that i go through and i don't know if you can relate or anyone else that's listening but when you go through those moments, at least for me, when I started going through those moments, life became so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I was able to see so much more meaning in events that appear to be irrelevant. Right. Or or mundane, yeah. Exactly. And everything started to develop its own, its own form of meaning. But I think it would have been difficult for me to get to that point had I not developed curiosity in every single one of the moments that I'm able to go through. Do you have a similar experience in your life?
1: In terms of um, finding curiosity in, in moments?
0: Yeah, curiosity and that leading to greater meaning or significance in some of these moments that may not get the same attention that we give it to from day to day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the exercise that you say is like the bringing curiosity into moments is something I have not tried, but I can see the value <laughs> and the beauty in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not someone who, who has slowed down enough to do that, but, <laughs> but I, I may take that cue from you and, and, and give that a try. But for me, I feel like um, being curious has opened up so many doors for me right so it's so not so almost the opposite in terms of like so not so much the mundane and the and the everyday but just just using that that concept of curiosity and then the bravery or the courage to ask what if and take a small step has really opened up some some big doors for me um, like my tedx talk for example is is one of them you know the way i got on that tedx stage was i knew what i want to talk about now I needed a stage. So I was just on LinkedIn one day and, um, and you're right, this could have been just a mundane moment, right? I saw a, a, a woman that I had met at a conference once, says she was producing a TEDx talk, um, she was selling tickets. So I could have just bought a ticket, right? And right, I just gonna buy a ticket and, and gone to the TEDx talk, but rather I got curious and thought the you know, the subject matter sounds great. The theme of the, the theme of this TEDx talk sound like where I could tell my story and I I just said, well, what if like what if she has room for one more speaker? So I emailed her and asked, like, this is my story. This is, the, this is what this is my TEDx talk um, this is the concept of my TEDx top talk. Would you have space for one more? And she said yes. And that's how I land on a TEDx stage. Mm.
0: The big lesson that I would say I, I learned from those situations similar to yours is that um, I think it's one of those ask, us, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. But I think it does. For me, I've, I've been in many situations like that where I would create all of these assumptions and expectations about what the other person is going to say when the reality is all I was doing is I was thinking about what they could possibly think about or possibly say, which is not actually the reality of how they would respond but I found myself to be in similar situations, which I think directly ties to this same exact concept. And that's for me choosing to remain curious and challenge those expectations about how it's going to work out and you know, being, being married to the outcome, so to speak. Like, right. If it comes out this way, then therefore, that's the end of the road. When the reality is that person might help me reveal something about the process, how I Absolutely. approach others, the type of ask that I have and how I can refine it. So I'm curious to hear from you because I I think that you share a similar perspective and I'm really curious to hear this. Do you believe that when you think about the events or the people that come into your life, do you think there is an element of randomness to it or do you think it is all intention-based? Do you think that everything has a purpose?
1: I I do and I also think that... that I'm I very much believe in energy. The energy you put out there is the energy you get back. So I've always been very um if you want to say lucky or intentional about, about who like I don't know, like I don't have, I don't I'm not sure how to word this, but I do feel <laughs> like people come into my life because I put an intention out there or opportunities have come into my life that because, because I put an intention out there. So I I am someone who often says like there's no no such thing as an accident or there's you know the, there's there's no such thing as a coincidence. I feel like we've we pave our lives with these little pebbles or these little um, breadcrumbs, and then the people who who that those breadcrumbs resonate with will find us.
0: For anyone that's interested and in anyone that is curious, no pun intended, to learn more about your work and everything that you have going on where can people get more information on that?
1: So I'm on LinkedIn, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn and I like that platform because it's such a, a great resource for, for information about who a person is and you see who, who is in their network um, and who they surround themselves by. So you can find me under my name on LinkedIn. I also have, um, my website is worksmartadvantage.com and I have a landing page, it's go.worksmartadvantage.com. And I tend to um, send people to go.worksmartadvantage.com because there's a set of videos on there that really share with you um, the work I do. Cause my work is in bringing creativity into the workplace for leadership and team development. And when I say that to people, It's hard to imagine what that looks like or what that is. So I often guide people to watch some videos so they can have a better understanding of what I do.
0: Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content, Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next time.
1: I'm gonna put my sniper in the 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 sniper